Welcome to Opening Presence, the podcast about creative self-realization. My name is Aaron Robinson. Thank you so much for joining me. In today's episode, I sit down with Charlie Zhang. She is a brand strategist, writer, photographer, and a world traveler. Yeah, she's basically a badass if you couldn't tell. In this conversation, we discuss relationships in all facets of life. Relationship with the times, with ourselves, and with each other. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to share it with a friend. Now, without further ado, welcome to Opening Presence. We are live. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Opening Presence. My name is Aaron Robinson. I am joined by Miss Charlie Zhang. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you for taking the time to do this in a very impromptu manner. (laughs) Yes. I am very um, wholly unprepared for this. Uh, It's okay, though, because I think... I think you're a well of wisdom, and we're just going to flow as we always do. Yes. So what were we just talking about right now? Because I, I know, I already know, but I, I want mm-hmm. I want to set the stage for what type of conversation that this is going to be. Hmm. I feel like a lot of our conversations are centered around self-growth and understanding the self and the ways in which we um, undermine ourselves and repeat the same patterns and behaviors that simply don't serve us Mm -hmm. and what are the ways in which we can sort of rise above the self and ego and to find points of awareness or clarity to make decisions that end up serving us Mm -hmm. and moving us forward um, in these really positive ways. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the, the place of like having awareness, that's the starting gate at Mm -hmm. all times and Uh, something that keeps on coming up is like decoding like where does awareness come from like does does the ego initiate awareness Hmm. from a from a personalized point where it's like you you massage a concept or something's something's bothering you but there has to be a point where you have more space in between the actual mm. nature of what's happening and your relationship to what's happening and, and depersonalize it. Cause we're always like, we're, we're basically hugging our problem and we're hugging the things that bring us so much pain mm-hmm. and awareness is the, the buffer that allows us to, to step away mm. from, from like that tight knit uh, relationship to the perpetuation of suffering so where does like the awareness come from yeah. of, of being able to transcend and and, and uh, implement different habits to yeah. the things that that are causing us distress yeah yeah I think that's a really interesting question and I've never really explicitly asked myself where awareness comes from but I feel like on a certain level we're always watching ourselves 
whether we are aware of that or not, you mm-hmm. know, we're always watching ourselves. And you think about people who are, for example, extremely self-conscious, you know, they're, they are watching themselves. Um, and, you know, they're always paying attention to how do, how am I showing up in front of other people huh. or, um, you know, I'm, I sound stupid right now. Or so there is always that level of awareness and, and level of us watching ourselves. But I feel like the difference with that higher level awareness is is what you're talking about is that detachment from the self mm-hmm. you know um that, that that ability to sort of step back and instead of um kind of being inside the story stepping outside of the story and watching that narrative play out in mm-hmm. sort of a more objective fashion um and i feel like that comes in moments where i mean obviously through meditation um, but I think that can also come in um, moments where um, someone calls you out on something. Um, you know, I think these are experiences that are often very revelatory in nature. So whether it's like, I don't know, something, I, I feel like sometimes it's almost serendipitous too for people to step into that zone of that higher level awareness where you repeat a bad habit or you repeat something enough times where finally you're just fed up with it and then boom like that revelation hits Mm -hmm. you know and somehow you're able to get out of yourself a little bit and and be able to see that story from a higher level um and yeah i think for for some people to get to that awareness sometimes it is more serendipitous it's random sometimes it's more intentional as Mm -hmm. when you're stepping into meditative session and really trying to focus on detaching Mm -hmm. from the self um but i mean that all points to the question of consciousness right because consciousness is the thing that facilitates awareness and the Mm -hmm. question of consciousness is something that i think is too big of a question for me to answer i know for a spot yeah and for me as well no but the the spontaneous uh like awareness or like the yeah this but like the serendipitous nature Mm -hmm. of of repeating pattern like 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 you mentioned like the self-consciousness and mm-hmm. and and that's like an over obsession of mm-hmm. of what am i who am mm-hmm. i what do i what do i look like to other people and how do i show up and and the ability to like separate yourself and mm-hmm. and have trust that yeah. like your inner guidance is going to take you where you need to go and mm-hmm. depersonalize your human experience cuz like everybody's having a human experience or mm-hmm. all of us are, are having very similar experiences and, mm-hmm. and the society tells us who we are, how we should be. And, and we're brought up with, with our self belief and our, yeah. and our ideas. And, and I think once we take accountability that, that we have been programmed to a large extent, like our behaviors are so programmed. Like if, mm-hmm. if there was a, an ability to kind of, embody our child like essence from the very beginning Mm. like like if you got if you had like the like a clean slate and got to basically switch out like your adulthood Mm. uh experiences traumas Mm -hmm. and consciousness and and revelations and just switch that from being the purity of consciousness of a child it would be a completely separate Mm. separate thing like Mm -hmm. i had i I got a photo of, was sent a photo of my mother and myself, and it was a photo I'd never seen before, 
of me like as a as a newborn and i saw a photo of my mom like as young as i've ever seen her mm-hmm. she couldn't have been older than like 30 30 maybe yeah. maybe she looks like a little kid mm-hmm. and i can just see like the innocence in her holding me as as a as an infant as a newborn and like just seeing her and like the transition from like that purity that i saw in her eyes and mm-hmm. then like through all the experiences of me growing up into when she eventually passed passed on Mm -hmm. and like all of like the the collected traumas of just like being at different like companies and being exposed to different work environments where she experienced like just like verbal harassment Mm -hmm. like at, at a at certain jobs and and uh like in a relationship that wasn't fulfilling with her Mm. for my, from with my dad and just like seeing, like seeing how in the photo of, uh, there was another photo of her and my, and my dad. And it was something that I noticed was like, she was holding me and my dad was leaning in and her left side was kind of like shrugged up, kind Mm -hmm. of like walling off me from my dad. So I think it was like from the picture, Mm. like my dad was, being like oh we're close happy family but i can even sense back then Mm. like there was a little bit of a distance between them actually so like seeing uh like how our lives shapes shape us is Mm. is is a reason and a cause for us to give us give ourselves a lot more space and compassion Mm -hmm. for how things are right now yeah because it's like how did we get here right now it's like oh Mm -hmm. because everybody told us to be this way and we thought we had to be this way Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that we, um, yeah, I mean, I think to get back to that idea of experiencing life, um, and operating in this, in this pure fashion, um, yeah, it's, it's hard. I think, um, you know, I, I feel like the way that we're built, we we're 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 people who are as humans i think we're very adept at identifying patterns patterns help us make sense of the world um but patterns are also formed as ways and means um to protect ourselves um and so i feel like you know it's very easy to go through life with lots of judgments Mm -hmm. um because those are ways for us to, you know, either come closer to a thing or draw away from a thing, you know, and I feel like a big part of how we are conditioned to live and to operate in society is to minimize as much risk as possible. Um, and I think, you know, that, that is, that is how we protect ourselves. Mm -hmm. Um, living where, you know, we, like, I think living without judgment or living in a pure way, um, stretching ourselves um feels more dangerous to us and i think that we're more averse to that kind of style of of experience and style of being um because it it does feel threatening you know it's threatening to um what we're used to it's threatening to our to the sense of self that we've already built up to this point um and i think you know a question that i think about often is you know how do we cultivate that habit of 
stretching ourselves. And mm-hmm. we, you know, we were talking about this before, how we cultivate the habit of embracing uncertainty and being comfortable with it. Um, and looking as, you know, at these opportunities where, you know, we're stuck or where we're, um, feeling lost, um, to take on more risks as opposed to drawing back and protecting what we have and to minimize our risk. Um, it's something that I think about a lot and grapple with, you know, myself, you know, with, you know, now that we're in quarantine and all this crazy stuff is happening in the world. And I've been on COVID induced staycation for the past three months, trying to figure out what my next step is. And I've spent, been spending a lot of time, you know, occupying, um, the world that I've been in. So I've, I've been applying to a lot of jobs and marketing and strategy because that's what I do. But then there's this other part of me that's like, well, there could also be an opportunity, um, for me to deviate from my path, um, which feels more exciting, um, but also feels more scary and threatening because it is so unfamiliar and it's hard for me to put together a cogent picture of what that could be because on the one hand you have one life that is so coherent and pieced together and solid and tangible and on the other on the other you have something that's just loose bits of paper and ideas just sort of floating around in a fishbowl you know it's like I don't know it's 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 um I can see how difficult it can be to just, all right, I'm just throw my, myself into that fishbowl and I'm going to try to start over and start to piece together the threads and like weave the threads of these floating ideas together. Um, I don't know. It's, I, it's something that I just, I think about a lot and, um, just that idea of how can we get more comfortable with risk and, Mm. and, and I think, shifting our mindset and perspective around things that seem scary yeah you know yeah well it's like you already answered it it's like you know what you need to do you just don't have like the full answer right now so to be able to like articulate it and something that I've always kind of had a fear of growing up was wanting to say the right thing and having having everything fleshed out Mm -hmm. before somebody asked me something Mm -hmm. so if somebody asked me a question or if I had like a important conversation with somebody who I held in high regard Mm -hmm. like me being able to make a really solid impression with somebody has been something that has always been there Mm -hmm. so even in that in that space of like oh like we have to like I don't know exactly what the thing is, but it's a scary proposition to to abandon this life that I've built in marketing mm-hmm. and I have uh-huh. success in that space and and I'm traveling the world and doing all these great things, but there could be something else that's more in line with my mm-hmm. truest expression, my highest expression, mm-hmm. but I don't I haven't really really figured it out yet and I bring up that that example is because like once I kind of just like accepted like, hey, I don't need to have all the answers. The only thing that I have to be is committed to mm-hmm. to finding the answer. Yeah. And it's like, hey, I didn't find it today, but who's to say I can't I don't find it tomorrow or mm-hmm. the next day. But mm-hmm. it's like the like the structure which is basically like my humanity, mm-hmm. like my body, like mm-hmm. I can experience those things. It's mm-hmm. like I don't have to become like I don't have to like avatar into something, something, another being's body in order to experience Mm -hmm. the highest expression. So it's like, I'm still here. So if I show up and I don't have the right answer or the Mm -hmm. perfect answer right now, then completely fine. Because like, 
that I can be the answers come from putting yourselves in mm-hmm. that 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 new scenario and experiencing the new things and like even this podcast it was like it was on like the it was on like the in on deck circle and I just never pulled the trigger yeah like I'd, I'd done I had done fantasy football podcasts mm-hmm. in the past and I've kind of like kind of toyed around with different ideas but yeah. like I knew it was a part of it but I never really fully put it into mm-hmm. expression I never yeah. did it so like whenever I talk to somebody like I couldn't be like oh yeah like I'm going to start a podcast because I feel like a fake if I if I'm not doing it but it was nevertheless in my periphery yeah and and even though you you say you, you don't know exactly what it is like you are yeah. very familiar with the elements that you're that are going to be applied to Mm -hmm. that highest expression and it's like you're doing a lot of them now Mm -hmm. it's like Mm -hmm. whether that is like photography and and i have an inkling that that your highest expression involves traveling of some sorts (laughs) like who's who's to say yeah but uh like you're engaging with them and it's not this far off thing i don't have to go go way over there it's like it's right Mm -hmm. in front of you at all Mm -hmm. times and and allowing yourself to try those new things yeah and in in approaching familiar things from a new perspective Mm -hmm. is i think a huge well of totally of of wisdom it's like oh i never thought of it like that and and, yeah but yeah yeah i think a big part of it is um i mean a big part of what we're talking about is just that process of exploration um you know, as I was saying, it's it's just allowing yourself to be curious and to wonder. And I think a big part of exploration is in is 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 it sort of like it is asking you to stretch yourself and to sort of dip a toe out, feel out the waters. Um, but I but I also think that exploration. I feel that like exploration isn't very valued as a as a as a culture even on a personal level because when I think about you know um growing up and the milestones that we have to hit as people you know in the society we go to school you know we go to elementary school then middle school and then high school and then immediately we're expected to go to college and pick a um uh, pick a major, um, and then to make decisions while we're in our early twenties about what we want to do and to settle on a career choice. And, and so it's like, where in that time span, um, is, are those opportunities for exploration or is that, or the time to explore and Mm -hmm. to kind of, um, allow yourself to be drawn to different places, um, to feel out what, energies call out to you um and I feel like um you know and I I feel and I feel this pressure even now of needing to have an answer or or needing to have some clarity around what it is my next step should be um even though I also am like no I'm 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 in an exploratory phase and I want to take my time with it but there is that tension of okay well I need to arrive there soon I need to Mm -hmm. arrive at some kind of um you know, point of decision mm-hmm. soon. Um, and, and I don't know. And I also think that, um, there, there could be something around just being, you know, afraid to explore too. Cause I, I mm. feel like we're culturally, we're not, ex- we're not, um, uh, encouraged sure. to, to do that. Yeah. We're you know? encouraged to be workers and yeah, to follow the rules. To be the productive rules. and yeah. efficient and, 
you know, make money for other organizations. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think this connects back to um, this idea of just, I think, when we're, well, you know, when we're existing in the world and we're, we're creating value, who, who, who are we creating value for? Mm-hmm. Who do you want to create value for? I, I want to create, um, I mean, I think a big part of what drives me is, I think, just existing in relationship to others. And I feel like a big part of who I am does exist in service to others in some way, but on a much more personal level. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I don't, I don't, I, I don't really feel like I want to be creating value for companies like Nike or Facebook or Google mm. for the rest of my life. I think there's something really special and unique about the value that's created um, with like-minded friends and people and um, people who are willing to get vulnerable and have big, deep, open conversations that, um, you know, stretch our understanding of what it means to be in the world and um, who we are and you know, our, our existence in the universe. Um, because I feel like, you know, we talk about empathy a lot as a society and, um, you know, understanding each other and being vulnerable and finding those points of connection that unite us all. But I feel like, um, people, I, I just feel like empathy as a social societal skill, um, isn't particularly developed not at all no yeah it's like fear is used as like the tool to to keep us away from empathy it's like be fearful before you empathize and and that's kind of like the automatic system is like be be fearful um but yeah like i love what you said about creating value with close-knit community and not this synthesized version that's just kind of Mm-hmm. sprayed over like a chemtrail like this is value but like mm-hmm. being able to look people in the eye and, and and see their facial expressions and know that you make an impact is a completely different type mm-hmm. of type of expression of of just or transference of value and 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 finding that and each part like everyone's capable of that like mm-hmm. everyone's capable of experiencing like the wide range of emotions and mm-hmm. and it requires us one to be vulnerable and to create mm-hmm. that that opportunity for others to show up for themselves in a different manner because mm-hmm. it's like we're like we said we're programmed but then it's like once you show somebody it's okay to to cry or to mm-hmm. to share that deepest darkest secret mm-hmm. then it's like oh you allowed them to see themselves in another light and once you see yourself in another light you can experience new things that you didn't think were quote-unquote meant for you like I wasn't Mm. meant to Mm -hmm. I wasn't meant to do this this thing I I don't have an example right now but you know what I mean (laughs) yeah yeah and I think it's really interesting um to see how much or I don't know I think I I think, um, like the thing that I think about, for example, is, um, things like dating in this age, how fucking hard. Ah, it's the worst. (laughs) It's the worst. (laughs) When it should be, I mean, I, I really think it should be so simple, but 
we have this, I think we just have this culture of people who, um, are, who just can't let their shields down. Yeah. And this, and, and always operating with a facade on. Yes. And it's like, well, for what purpose, you know, because relationships and, um, being in connection with other people, you know, even, even outside of romantic context, um, you know, it's all about, yeah, it's all about that openness and that vulnerability and, and, and allowing yourself to be seen, um, and then to see other people in mm-hmm. the same capacity. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why it's so hard for, for people in this day and age to do that. Yeah. Especially like, yeah, like as like late twenties, early thirties, ers, it's, it's like we're we're still running off the same programs and and we're all we are all fearful of really showing ourselves but I think the same principles apply like across the board is like once you find that commitment to to opening and it's like it mm-hmm. it's it stops being like this arduous task of how do I open up as mm-hmm. and it turns into just like your nature yeah. And that's what allows you to really form like real relationships and, and have chemistry because you prioritize mm-hmm. those things because it takes initiative to do those mm-hmm. things. And mm-hmm. I think we look around and we've observed that not a lot of people are taking initiative in their own transcendence, in their own transformation and holding themselves accountable in relationship to others. It's mm-hmm. it's like we're kind of just like waiting, waiting, waiting for somebody to come up and like open the door and open the key and 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 let us out but we're not letting ourselves out and showing Mm -hmm. ourselves and showing and showing up authentically ourselves so we're like kind of like waiting we're always waiting for somebody else to tell us that we're that we're pretty or that we're worthy Mm -hmm. and and that we deserve love and and then a lot of the times get in relationship with people that that don't bring the best out of us like that Mm -hmm. just kind of allow us to exist in our limited expression and it's like we find comfort in that limited expression because it's like oh this person's not gonna challenge me to grow like they're not gonna Mm -hmm. like they're not Mm -hmm. gonna kind of open my perspective and I'm not gonna open their perspective Mm -hmm. okay let's Mm -hmm. just do this thing together because we don't we don't press each other's buttons in in the way that's gonna be beneficial to both of us so I think to that point is like seeking out partners seeking out friends relationships where the other where people hold you accountable because by holding themselves accountable Mm -hmm. it's like i'm holding Mm -hmm. people around me accountable by showing the example of what holding yourself accountable looks like Mm -hmm. and no not perfect nope like i still have many things that need to be fleshed out that are Mm -hmm. in real time and my closest friends know the things that i'm going through and that i'm processing but yeah having that that openness to to go there and Mm -hmm. yeah we just noticed that a lot of people aren't ready to go there yeah yeah I think there's a big step in um you know we were I know in one of our conversations we were talking about shadow selves and you know opening an arm up to those parts of ourselves that we dislike Mm. or that we see as as flawed parts of ourselves um I think a big part is you know, how, how do you, how would you, how do you expect someone to accept your own imperfections if you, if you can't accept your, mm-hmm. yours, your own, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think there's a big fear around, um, 
having those imperfections be seen. Yeah. Um, but perhaps a bigger fear of having those imperfections be seen, um, like of you seeing your own imperfections. I think that's mm-hmm. a big thing that people shy away from yeah. and are very, very terrified of. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Cause it's like, you want to be able to like, like I know where they are, but it's like, how do I, how do I address them? Like, I know just like in relationship, like we're all become distant Mm -hmm. because I don't know how to articulate exactly like how I feel, like whether it's like, I want to distance myself from you, but like, I, I have this thing that like, I definitely got from my dad because he did, I saw, I saw it firsthand Mm -hmm. with Mm -hmm. how he just completely mentally checked out and was not present and just kind of did his own thing and didn't really like, uh, didn't really engage with my mother or my or me and my brother and just checked out so a way to combat that like when i tell like potential partners or people that like that we're starting to develop something it's like Mm. i need you to be like so like engaged in like Mm -hmm. trying to read me because like i'm telling you like verbatim right now like what my (laughs) what like what the code is to Uh like my game and where I just put up this shield and I just I'm emotionally unavailable mm-hmm. and I'm just gone. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm telling you, like, I get really good at asking questions and and look me in the eye and, and force me to answer yeah. these things because I will fucking go space cadet like out of here, like yeah. type of space and, and be incoherent when I'm trying to, to talk. But it's like but allowing someone else to show up for you even when you're operating out of your shadow so it's Mm -hmm. like hey just so you know i get hangry so i need so i need some food like some things are more or less complex than that but Mm -hmm. i think i think putting it out there and just being like hey there's this other side of me that that may not mesh well with with you Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. i just want to let you know that it's like it's it's there and i'm working with it always Mm -hmm. but it's definitely not going to be like an unconscious like you deal with it on your own like i'm dealing with it as well yeah 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 it's about finding partners who are going to be comfortable with the realities and the complexities of a relationship because i think that we all hold these ideas about what a relationship is or should be um But oftentimes, you know, I feel like when you're in relationship with someone, that relationship does function like a mirror and that other person um, is essentially the person who's basically got this like motherboard in front of them and is hitting all these triggers. Yep. (laughs) And it's trigger after trigger after trigger after trigger. (laughs) And um, I mean, I think it it really does take two extremely mature um, and self-aware individuals to operate um, a relationship in, in a healthy way because mm-hmm. um, because I feel like in relationship with someone, imperfections abound. Like imperfections are everywhere because that's what we are. You know, we mm-hmm. are deeply flawed individuals. Um, and while our lights and our, and our strength will shine through, you know, a big part of existing or coexisting with someone else is being able to accept those imperfections or be able to work with them in some way or having the patience and the and the willingness and the commitment to help someone also grow themselves Mm -hmm. um and i think not a lot of people want that kind of responsibility or know how to handle that kind of responsibility um Mm. and i think um you know there's also a big psychological component to 
um, being in relationship with other people too. And it's really, it's, it's kind of like about attachment styles. And I I don't know if you're familiar with the four attachment styles, um, Mm -mm. but it's just basically, it essentially, there's four models that explain how we attach um, ourselves to other people. And Mm -hmm. this all stems from the way that we grew up, you know, our childhood environments, how we received love, um, or didn't receive love when we were kids, essentially. Um, so, you know, you'll have someone who, for example, craves intimacy and, um, wants love, but the moment that he or she gets it, starts to run away. Ooh, you know, a little bit like me. (laughs) A little bit like me. (laughs) So there's, there's, I think, you know, there's there's history and there's conditioning to the way that we are and to the way that we attach ourselves to other people. Um, and I think, you know, again, like, none of us are perfect. We all have our weird, strange attachment style. Some of us are entirely fearful of relationships. Some of us are, like, I'm too good for a relationship or I don't really need a relationship because I feel... Um, independent on my own and Mm -hmm. I don't need someone else to complete me um, even though that actually is a very um, like that style of attachment is dismissive and avoidant yeah Um, so instead of of giving myself um, so instead of wanting to accept responsibility over um, myself and accepting responsibility over someone else I just avoid it entirely Mm -hmm. altogether (laughs) totally totally Um, because yeah relationships take work but i mean you know this is all to say that um they're really it's like i think there is this narrative that oh if you like someone and there's chemistry it should be easy and i think initially it is um initially i think relationships should be very easy there should be that natural flow that fit that rhythm you know Mm -hmm. the um, the cadence that you have when you're in conversation with that other person but then as you start to peel the layers on the other person and start to see those imperfections and you start to trigger that person or that person starts to trigger you that's when the work really starts to happen yeah and that's when you really have to um decide whether you're in to do that work on yourself and with that other person or you're out you know and I feel like that's um that that usually is a big breaking point for a yeah, lot of people totally you know yeah i totally agree with that and one of the things that i've like dealt with is like who do i want to do that work with mm-hmm. and choosing the mm-hmm. right person to mm-hmm. do the work with and a lot of the times it's not the right person to do the work with yeah. and 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 holding that mirror up to myself and being like mm-hmm. what is this this limiting factor within me that kind of chooses people that are unavailable or that can't Mm -hmm. really do the work with me and aren't Mm -hmm. willing to do the work with me but I'm I'm so adamant of wanting this person this person has to be the one that does the dance and it's like but they don't have rhythm like what are you like what are you talking about like so why do I keep like why do we have this these attachments uh, to to things that you just know aren't right for you totally but going back to the beginning just like awareness is yep. is the thing because like how many people are in these bullshit relationships mm-hmm. with people that they despise mm-hmm. but like they don't they yeah. don't realize it like mm-hmm. they just don't they don't they can't call it for what it is and yeah. say like hey this is done yeah and so i'm kind of like 
obviously I have like this understanding of the concepts, but like doing, actually doing it is a completely mm. different thing. And it's like, mm. I want to be in a place of like inspiration and like, totally. I want to be like happy and inspired and be like, let's, let's have these conversations. Let's build this thing. Let's, mm-hmm. let's, let's explore this life. And, yeah. and I want, I want my decision to choose a woman based off of that feeling mm-hmm. of, of just like collaboration and it's like oh like yeah. we have something amazing right here yeah definitely there has to be mutuality mm-hmm. and there has to be reciprocity and that all starts from as you say as you said awareness um because out of that awareness is the ability to articulate exactly what your needs are mm-hmm. um and you know for that other person to articulate what their needs are and Yeah, I mean, I also think that love is as much of a deliberate choice as it is, more than it is something that just happens to us. Yeah. Um, I really feel like, um, because I feel like in this world, there are tons of people that you'll come across that you'll have chemistry with, tons of people that you'll come across that you'll have compatibility with. Mm. Um, And... I think that, you know, at a certain point, it really is, it really is a choice, you Mm -hmm. know, who, who will you choose to love, um, based on everything that you know about yourself and that other person. And, and I think it is also a question of what are you willing to sacrifice, you know, to, to be in that choice Mm -hmm. and to be in that relationship. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that's something that some people, also don't think about when they talk relationships or say they want to be in a relationship or are in, or, or even in relationships right now mm-hmm. is that <laughs> I, there is there is sacrifice you yeah. know there is um, a total recalibration of the things that you want in life and how you see your life because now you have to involve the other person's desires and the other person's motivations and values and beliefs and goals yeah. and things like that and Um, and so there will inevitably come a point where you have to give up certain parts of the things that you want to make room for the thing that you and that other person are building together. Yeah. Well, I guess I'd be remiss if I didn't ask this question because I know all the listeners are wondering, (laughs) are you in a relationship? (laughs) I am in a relationship. Yes. Wonderful. Yes. Um, and I am going through exactly those same questions you know and and um i think experiencing those realizations you know everything that i mentioned about triggers and um allowing yourself to be seen and i think also also experiencing that desire to run away and to not deal with the responsibility and to not face the discomfort it's all very 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 real um Mm. but at the same time there is ease to the relationship there's so much lightness to it and support so I think, you know, um, I think when you find the re- right relationship, you are exposed to the reality of what it means to be in one. Um, but I think the re- right relationship um, keeps you going instead of scaring you away from it. Totally. Totally. I, going back to like the inspiration, like like when you just know and it's just like, I'm willing to do this this tough work because I know it's going to lead us to a better place but Mm -hmm. it's gonna lead me to a better understanding of myself like that's where that's where the mirror is it's like oh like like it's it's one thing to do this whole spiritual path thing and do 
the meditations and and learn about yourself in solitude because you don't have any contrast you don't have any conflict or anything to mm-hmm. kind of to hold the mirror up to you or to gauge it against and, yeah. and see if these things are 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 real or are you just like filling your like like i don't even have like a i'm i'm trying to like come up with like a like a like a dad joke version of like blowing smoke up your ass or something but it's like but it's like it's easy to do like the the work when you're like you're alone and and Mm -hmm. but like to do the work like in concert with somebody else Mm -hmm. who has their own work that they're doing yeah like you 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 engage with their shadow as well and it's just like why won't this person do this thing this way because i believe it's yeah it should be and yeah so that's just that's the next step that's yeah. definitely like always like the next step is like all right well it's happy it's gonna happen soon i'm gonna find yeah. i'm gonna find somebody soon but you absolutely i mean i have zero i'm doubts. not yeah i'm like at this point i'm just like i'm not I tripping. Have zero doubts. I like it i think it comes from first like loving yourself and that just comes about yeah. like that like that's over the last two years three mm-hmm. years of just being like oh i love myself so much mm-hmm. beautiful it's like <laughs> like this is like i'm just yeah. starting that journey so yeah. i'm just like cool like it'll it'll come back in totally and i think that part of loving yourself is so important um but i also think that you know i think that there are people out there who say oh yeah you have to love yourself first 100 percent and completely before you can engage in a healthy relationship or whatever um but i i feel like a big part of the self-love journey too does exist in concert with someone else a big part Mm -hmm. of of that journey is also allowing yourself to be loved by others Yeah. Um, while yeah. you're working on that, you know, on loving yourself too, because, you know, I'm seeing that play out, you know, in my relationship where um, it's so interesting how we often actually don't know what to do with someone else's love. Yeah. No, hundred <laughs> percent. Like the, the receiving, the is, receiving is such a difficult thing in a lot of forms. Yeah. Like just receiving in yeah. general. I'm so used to giving, giving, totally. giving, giving. Well, the receiving of it, but also what it brings up in ourselves when we do receive it, mm-hmm. you know, like it's almost like, um, you know, I compare it to like, um, those like people who are uncomfortable with compliments, you mm-hmm. know, when someone's like, Hey, you're really amazing. Are you really talented? You're like, what? <laughs> like, yeah, not why, me. How would you think that? Yeah, why everybody think else. That? Like, I don't see how you see that. Yeah. You know, um, just, uh, I think the, in, the, the inability to see yourself through other people's eyes, mm-hmm. um, is, is really interesting. Something that's come up for me, um, having been in this, in this relationship and, um, yeah, I mean, I feel like it, it, it brings up so many, again, like just so many questions about how we come to be the way that we are, mm-hmm. you know, and how we um, so often get to this place where we see ourselves in such a narrow, narrow, narrow way that we end up getting in the way of ourselves and, totally. and, and getting in the way of the things that we actually want and yeah. desire yeah we limit them a hundred percent it's like the like i'm i'm a hundred percent sure or i could be wrong but it's like my vision of you and your vision of you are probably like two separate things <laughs> like, I, like i'm just like i'm like okay charlie is like world traveler published author like creative genius like out here just like doing keynote speaking things and just like 
like doing doing the most but then it's like when when i asked you like oh so how do you view yourself like what would that be yeah yeah it's it's interesting because I, I feel like especially in these past three months now that things have been on pause i feel like you know because i i've because everything sort of deviated off from the path that i was on and things have started started to lose momentum um, with that momentum, I've also lost that sense of um, just me creating anything of value or do anything valuable. Um, and I think um, when you, I think that's a tricky moment with pauses is, is um, and, and like these like these points of life where you're kind of exploring and you're not doing what you were doing um, is that, you do start to question, like, who am I now? Because I don't feel like that person that you just described now. Mm. I mean, that feels like a previous version of myself. But now we're living in an entirely different time, an entirely different world. You know, the business landscape is shifting. The job markets are shifting. There's so much uncertainty. And, you know, I, I feel like my sense of self... Um, feels a little bit splintered mm. right now um and i think a big part of that is because there's been so much time and space to reflect and think that um uh that you know these questions of like yeah who am i now um you get have to really choose come up yeah you get to choose that or, right or now even like or even like how do i get back to that previous version um, you know, it's, it's, it's things like that. And yeah, like I get to choose now. Um, but again, we were talking about, I think how, um, protective we are over a sense of continuity. Um, and I think that's something that I feel like a lot of us are grappling with is when things stop or pause or things kind of get off track. Um, how do you still retain a strong sense of self? meditate (laughs) yeah i think meditation absolutely a big part of i think why i haven't like freaked out um or just gone absolutely mental or insane or crazy during this three months three nearing four months of staycation um because you know i think you know back to what we were saying before um i think trusting the process and allowing that time and space to pass um has been really helpful and useful for me as I as I ask these questions and explore these questions mm-hmm. um, and and think about yeah like what is what is this next self going mm-hmm. to be that is a fabulous question yeah. yeah because I think there's there's a big part of um, I, I feel like a big part of um, quarantine and COVID is there is a lot of I mean, I feel like words like mourning and grief are very applicable during this time because there is a part of me that does, that is grieving, you know, this person who, who just last year was doing a bunch of traveling, who felt like she was on the top of the world, who felt like she was gaining a lot of momentum um, and the sense of like arriving somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all gone now. And so there is the me now is kind of like grieving over that. It's Mm. almost like that person was me, but then detached away from me. And now that's not me anymore. Do you have a, I guess like any like holistic 
understandings of why all of this is happening because like mm-hmm. i i see it mm-hmm. very clearly mm-hmm. like covid happened and then the unfortunate murder of george floyd and just the civil unrest and just racial injustice and everything being like all mm-hmm. of the things that we've stuffed down in the collective shadow of yeah. this country like this deep dark history of racism and oppression like that just that is now all bubbling to the surface mm-hmm. for everybody to see like mm-hmm. everybody sees it now mm-hmm. not just the ones that are being oppressed now yeah. and and everyone's experiencing like global pandemics and being f- like governments telling you have to be inside but it's like for me it's a very clear clear like sign it's like okay like like mm-hmm. we need to change things as a collective and and we all need to get on the same page and operate from the baseline truth of what's what's going to be healthy for us moving forward mm-hmm. and and atone for the things that we've that we've uh done that was wrong against other in that same worldly perspective mm-hmm. of of the conflict between like government society systemic mm-hmm. oppression racism and all that kind of stuff like those same concepts are going on with the individual human mm-hmm. on a micro level mm-hmm. and addressing those and figuring out in your life how these worldwide phenomena are happening and just saying like okay like this is happening globally with all these billions of people but like mm-hmm. the same thing is happening internally mm-hmm. and how do that's mm-hmm. kind of like how i've kind of seen uh see and like address myself and address like my purpose and mm-hmm. and like once covid like started to hit like i was expressing before like i saw oh, oh like my calling is to teach people how to meditate because because mm-hmm. people are going to be at home right now and then they're not going to know what to do and if they don't know what to do then their minds are going to be racing and then they're going to have anxiety and yeah. then they're going to have fear and then they're going to start binge drinking so like there's all <laughs> the different routes yeah. that people go to when they don't have something to ground themselves so like the yeah. the inspiration was just like oh like this is a very obvious thing and and mm-hmm. with the with the global scale of it it's like we know the answers like mm-hmm. the answers are very obvious like with mm. there's no there's no like right and wrong or there is a right and wrong like there is you know what side you want to be on in history when fighting these yeah. systemic racism and oppression it's like it's like it's either you're evil or you're fucking good and it's mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. those same lines of distinction mm-hmm, mm-hmm. are available for us as well if yeah. we just sit with it and just if we don't have an if we don't have an answer right away mm-hmm. just sit on the issue longer mm-hmm. until like until it informs you of what it what the mm-hmm. action needs to be if that makes sense like yeah. sitting with something long enough if the answer is not obvious to you right now just mm-hmm. sit with it a little bit longer because mm-hmm. like the truth will ring through like the like the insidious or devil energy yeah. of an oppressive system within yourself or in the collective mm-hmm. does not feel right. Yeah. Like if you if your intention is to feel love and to feel joy and experience life at the highest vibration, hate does not is not mm-hmm. a part of that equation. Mm-hmm. And in recognizing whether you're programmed to hate and experience anxiety and those shitty feelings and yeah. demonizing other people like is that the life that you want to live? Yeah. Like, does that feel yeah. good? Does that make you smile? When was the last time you had a real smile? Like, yeah. like so I think the, a lot of the macro issues can be really boiled down into the micro. Mm-hmm. And we all have that, that accountability. If we all take that accountability to address 
like these these phenomena or concepts in our on the individual level then we can influence the person next to us Mm -hmm. and just have a ripple effect if everybody takes that that time which we're afforded right now to kind of really really dive into ourselves and not project outwards and just consume 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 and then we get programmed again and to to only solidify (laughs) the dogma in which we are a slave to in the first place yeah like that's the that's the huge opportunity of of the times right now where there is the mass uncertainty well it's like well now you have a chance to really really dive into the highest expression in that scary proposition of trying to find Mm -hmm. out where the truth lies with Mm -hmm. with all the other uh, mm-hmm. misinformation and things out there yeah. it's like trust the inner knowing like get yeah. get to the get so familiar with yourself and your right. own gps system yeah. to where you can trust like hey i might not have like a verbatim answer right now but if i sit long enough like i'll know the answer mm-hmm. and, and just trusting and going through with that is, yeah yeah i mean there's <laughs> there's so much in that that I have like a million thoughts running through my mind and I I don't even know which ones to respond to first. But I guess like the first thought that comes to mind, you know, as you were talking about, um, you know, COVID-19 hitting, I really feel like, um, you know, it's exactly like that revelatory moment that we were talking about earlier, um, is that I feel like on a universal level, COVID-19 is that, is that like, just serendipitously or not even serendipitously but just like stumbling into awareness into this into the shock of awareness all of a sudden because Mm, um you know it it very much is like this um it it like hit and it very much was like this spectrum that like just all of a sudden revealed all the different facets of humanity um you know all the inequities and you know all the questions and the thing is these were things that I feel like we have always we I think we've all kind of quietly noticed um have all I think I think for a long time people have been like yeah something is is amiss with society and the world um and the you know I, I think there were a lot of trends that um have built up to this moment you know with like um, um, working from home, just like the low hanging fruit with like things like working from home and, um, moving everything online. And, but I feel like during that time too, just this growing awareness of how just systemically fucked everything is. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and I think there have always been people who have quietly been fighting for that, but none of that really ever made it into mainstream news, but then COVID-19 hit and then it was like, like holy every everything just broke loose Mm -hmm. like all the light was being shown and all the inequities and the injustices and now you know with this newfound um awareness almost we're now being confronted with um the question of well do we want to continue to be passive about this stuff or do we want to take action and ask the questions and challenge the system and, um, you know, propel our, ourselves and society forward. Mm -hmm. Um, so I feel like it was, I think it's, it's really the COVID-19 was really just like this catalyst. Yeah. Because like overwhelmingly everyone's taking action. Like I look around like (laughs) everyone's motivated. Like we're all getting on, like marching to the beat of the Mm -hmm. same drum Mm -hmm. 
and there's some some people off beat but it's just like mm-hmm. as, as long as you're you're marching you have the ability to find your path and mm-hmm. and and we can lean on one another to help us to help guide each other into the right path for each person because mm-hmm. like we're speaking about before like everybody uh has a different role to play and mm-hmm. and, and it's all of our responsibility to find the role that we play in this collective right. uh dance that we're all doing yeah 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 awesome well thank you so much charlie i think like i think we're about like in an hour right oh, now wow. so yeah <laughs> i want to thank you so much for joining me where can people find you on the interwebs um they can find me on i have a couple websites um charliezang.com for my photography or hellocharlie.co um for strategy or marketing services um or just Charlie Zhang on Instagram. Nice. And I'm pissed. We didn't even get to talk about traveling and like the, <laughs> like the importance of I travel. Know, I feel like it's so easy to get lost in conversation with you. Just yeah. There's just so much to talk about and, and unpack. And yeah. It's... Yeah. We'll have a specific travel podcast next time. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you, Charlie. And thank you all for listening to Opening Presence. Mm-hmm.